Hey sister, welcome to season four of the Your Sorority Journey podcast. I'm Cassie, a sorority advocate and community enthusiast. After spending the last eight years traveling the country to experience sorority with sisters like you on your campuses and at your conferences, I started this podcast and her sorority journey to help you navigate the various seasons that sorority has to offer. From finding your place in sisterhood to running for officer positions, all the way to preparing for your career after graduation, This podcast is your guide on how to get the most out of your sorority and apply it to your goals in college. Thanks for inviting me along on your journey. I can imagine that you press play on today's episode because you either are so excited to join a sorority but just have some questions about the recruitment process or you're actually still on the fence if sorority membership is for you. Wherever you find yourself as you prepare to embark on your sorority journey, her sorority journey wants to be there to help. We've designed a three-path course to help you navigate any season of your sorority journey and want to invite you to enroll in path one of her sorority journey's course, The Trailhead. The Trailhead will take you through a process of understanding what you're looking for in your future sisterhood, how to set realistic expectations of your future sorority membership, and understand the expectations that your future sisterhood will have of you in return. Head to the show notes to learn more and find a $5 discount code to register. Can't wait to embark on your sorority journey with you, sister. Hey, Grace, welcome to the Your Sorority Journey podcast. After following you for some time, it's like so exciting to finally just like sit down and feel like I'm having coffee with a friend. That is so sweet. Well, thank you for having me. It is such a joy to be able to talk about this topic. It's kind of close to my heart and something where I get to talk to a lot of sororities during the year, but it's way more fun to be able to just be able to talk to you so candidly and openly in a conversation like this that hopefully will be good for other people to hear too. So thanks for having me. I'm I'm so glad that you're here. I think it's so funny because on the Your Sorority Journey podcast, so many of our conversations that we have like the conversations that you have when you go onto campuses are with active sorority members, right? They're with the members who have their bed. They like got initiated into their chapter, have that like security and confidence of membership. But today's episode is for the sisters who like don't know where they're going to run home to in a couple months or maybe next semester, right? Wherever their primary recruitment lies. And so before we jump into the potential new member experience and how to really combat comparison as is so difficult in sorority recruitment. I would love our audience just to get to know you a little bit better. Grace, would you introduce yourself and maybe even tell us a little bit about your sorority journey and how that played a role in the work that you get to do now with young women? Yeah, that's so kind. Well, yeah, Grace Valentine, I'm an author. Um, I write a lot on Instagram, which is how like most people find me, but I do have real books out there, which as I always say, like I write many books on social media and real books in real life. Um, and so I, love that. I, really like- <laughs> I don't try to do both, but I tr- like to write relatable Christian content that uses a lot of scripture, but isn't like annoying. Cause I feel like when I was in college and juggling, whether it's the party scene, like who I wanted to be sorority life, um, I just felt like Christianity seemed boring and everyone seems a little judgmental and so granted like I hope people feel called to obedience and like walk with the Lord but I also want to be like a come as you are like more relatable but still scripture based um because I used to go to Barnes and Noble when I was like really struggling whether it's because I was like you know go to frat parties and feeling like the lowest I've ever felt um but I would look at 
you know, the books and I would be like, I can't relate to any of this. Like who got black out of the party, like looking for it, you know? And so I was like, oh, totally. I'm gonna write that. I felt like God was like, you're going to write that. And so that's exactly what I do now um, where I don't write content for sorority girls to do it for just young women, but like, it ends up being like a lot of sorority girls because of my story. Um, and because a lot of the challenges happened in colleges, college. And so, yeah, that's kind of that. I was a Pi Beta Phi at Baylor University. Um, and I went, I was out of state. So it was second semester rush, but it was like a whole semester of like dirty rushing, which is kind of like annoying to think about. Um, yeah. Hard being out of state at a school like Baylor where, you know, everyone kind of, it's like Highland Park girls, Austin girls. And it's the thing, and it's great too, that there's girls that people know. But I had some older girls who really looked out for me in a couple of different sororities. Um, but also it's a hard experience too. And so that's why I write a lot on my Instagram about it. Um, just because I know that's like a really insecure mindset you get when you know you're about to rush or in your recruitment because you know people are looking at your profile. Like, you know, people are like wondering what you're doing, you know? And so, um, yeah, that's something that I've been very passionate about is just reminding them of their worth ahead of it. And also being like, you're not pathetic for caring about this process. Like it's- it's normal to care. Like you're 18 years old, you're going to a new school, you want good friends. Everyone's talking about how great stories are. You've watched these girls in these videos since you were in high school dreaming of getting out of your small town. Like you're not pathetic for right. weird for do this. But you have to remember where your worth lies ahead of time, or you're gonna be like miscombobulated, overwhelmed, because there's a lot of people who are gonna try to tell you what to be and who to be. You need to listen to like hopefully a higher power like God, or at least like in in like your heart, like where you feel like you're supposed to be. Oh, that's so good. Um, well, thanks even for opening up about like what your sorority experience was like, right? You're like, I don't do this for sorority women, but somehow like the work that I do just keeps drawing them in, right? Because the things that you experience and like the hardships that you write about are not unique to the sorority experience, but like felt in the sorority experience, just because of like that demographic of like how we are like growing and maturing and like learning about ourselves and like finding our purpose and figuring out what we want to do with the rest of our lives in college. It like brings up a lot of these challenges and questions. So one of the many books that you wrote so recently was called For the Incoming Freshman About to Go Through Sorority Recruitment. You mentioned this just briefly, but I'd love for you to touch a little bit on why did you write this mini book and was the response that you got to it, did it match the heart that you had for it? Yeah, honestly, every year around this time, I'll like drop something like that because if there's anyone who's on social media overwhelmed scrolling, it's girls like looking at their own feed 20 times a day being like, is this a good one? Like you get a follow request from a sorority girl, you're like nervous, like you follow her back, but you're like, what if she unfollows me? Does that mean anything? Um, and so I wanted to just be straight up. Like I love doing my mini books where the title is very like straight up about what they're going through. So it's, it might be like five reminders during finals. It might be when you're at home from break, you know, it might even be like when you graduated and you're starting your first job after college. And so those are things I enjoy doing, which straight up where you know what topic it's going to hit. Um, it's very niche too. Like it's not for everyone. That is a mini book that's just meant for the girls going through rush. And I want to write that because I think there's also so much advice right now for these girls about everything they have to do. Like make sure your resume is good and like your, you know, your outfits, like get a cute skirt for your t-shirt that like, you know, um, these shoes I've linked and those are great. That's great advice. Cause if you're like me, like I appreciate people giving me fashion advice because I'm not always the best at that, but and practical I, it's helpful. Yeah, exactly. But I also feel like there was such a lack of just 
reminders that like, okay, yeah, moms in your hometown will be talking about what sorority you get cut from. Um, you're going to be overwhelmed. Like you're, you will be cut from some sororities. Like you will slip through the cracks of some, there might be one you have on your bid day card that you weren't expecting, but like God is at work. Like, and so does God want us to have this process? Probably like, it's not like he's like anti it, but it's, it's, God's creation's creation. It's not God's creation. So God never said on the seventh day, like sorority rush is good, but God is so good that a bad thing can be a good thing. If it's a God thing, that anything can be transformed mm. to something that God will use to your friendships. Like I did meet some of my best friends in my sorority, but also I thought it was the biggest deal and the biggest choice ever. And then I stood senior year through my captaining year and realized there were bigger things I did in college than just join a sorority. So that was one chapter that led to some really cool things, but it yep. wasn't the only chapter college story and so I just want like a realistic reminder for girls of being like yeah it's 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 fun it's overwhelming but at the same time there's so much more and God's going to use this and like this will lead you to great people but it's not the only way God will do that and I think that just gives every girl who's feeling insecure and overwhelmed about the rush experience like a breather like okay yep if you cracks of every sorority if they don't realize how and if you end up rushing sophomore year your freshman year is not going to be horrible like yeah you will figure out a and I think that's just what I wish someone would have told me because I feel like so many people almost hyped it up with me, even parents, like, this is so, you, you're going to be ready. Like, make sure you go and shake your hand. And I'm like, just take a chill pill and just embrace the journey that God puts you on. Okay, that's so relatable. I mean, I something that you said in the mini book that I just loved so much was, promise me you'll realize it's just a sorority. Why do we think, why do you think that it's so hard for us to like keep it in that parameter? Us going through the process, our parents, older friends that we have that we might've gone to high school with. Why do you think it's so hard for sorority recruitment to separate that my college experience or my life is so much more than this like one opportunity? I think it's because honestly, people are living for the highs, you know? Cause it's like, if I look back at my sorority right now, I would tell you all the good things, but there was a point in junior year where I was like, should I drop? Like, you know, like- We all have so it. Many- yeah, and so I'm like, it's so much money. Like, um, so, I mean, right now I'm like, it was so fun, I met so many great friends that way. But I have to remind myself that there were so many other things God did because if I look back on all my formal pictures and like my midday pictures, I'm gonna be like, that was so fun. Cause I, all the pictures took place in the best moments, but there were some lonely mm. moments too. You know, it didn't cure everything. It doesn't cure comparison. If anything, you're throwing in a group of a bunch of girls who are similar to you. Like you might compare yourself more if you don't kind of get your foundation right. If you don't find confidence in, you know, your creator instead of your letters, you know? And so I think the issue is people remember the highs and they don't remember the lows. And also people only like to talk about the highs. Like people want to glamorize everything they've ever done. So even our parents, like, you know, a statistics show that sorority girls sadly it's just because of also the partners with fraternities and parties like are more likely to get raped and no one wants to talk about that you know like mm. no one wants to talk about how you need to protect yourself and that even though it's ever it's not your fault if that happens like you need to make sure you have friends that are watching out for each other but no one tells you that when they're talking about recruitment you know um and so i think we just like to look, talk about our highs. It's like, we show everyone our resume. We show everyone like the good parts and we're never having honest conversations that like, it's not as amazing as it seems. And so I think Mm. everyone has that uncle who talks about high school that way. Like, you know, like high school was the best years of my life. I love that football team, et cetera. But then you're like, high school kind of sucks. Like, you know, graduate high school. 
Um, but then 10 years later, you're getting ready to go through high school union and you're like, oh, I mean, like it was kind of sweet. Like it was sentimental, you know? Right. Um, you just kind of have to realize that there's highs and lows in anything that is from this broken world. And so same yeah. with your sorority. And comparison is so real. And if you don't get your confidence right before, then like, it's not going to fix it. It's not going to make everything better and bippity boppity boo all your problems away. And so that is hard work you have to do before, during, and even after recruitment. That's so good. I remember going into recruitment and like, I was one of those potential new members that like was not super prepared for the process. Like I was just like, oh yeah. When I was going through like whatever that like tabling event is on each college campus to like get oriented with the clubs and stuff. It was like, I just moved in and I'd like thought to myself, I'd go through a sorority, but then I saw the table and I'm like, oh yeah, you've got a form for me to sign up. I'll sign up right now. I hadn't been following the accounts for months. I was also an out of state student. I didn't have all the like understanding of like where organizations lay in the, on like the hierarchy or campus culture structure. And I just remember going into round one, just so excited and optimistic. Cause I didn't really know enough to know which chapter I would be like worthy of. Right. Or like the whole concept of like, am I good enough for this organization or is this organization good enough for me for the things I want to be like known for and accomplished for in college, which is such a hard mindset to have if we don't have a blank slate when we're going in with like all this understanding of like where the organizations are it's so easy to be like well I look better than her so I should be in this organization or starting to put some really superficial things in place because we're insecure about who we really are and what our purpose is apart from the university we go to the dorm we live in or the sorority that we're a part of what about your sorority recruitment experience like what was your sorority recruitment experience like? And did any of these themes come up for you when you were doing that as like a second semester freshman at Baylor? Yeah, I think I went in knowing, um, obsessing over one sorority I really want. And that's the one I ended up going. So I realized that that in itself is that, I mean, I loved two really well. Um, and I was between two. And honestly, the two things that were different is, I probably went the one that I thought was like cooler and hotter, you know, and I ended up being led to my best friends, but there was another sorority where there was girls who were rushing me and like who I wanted to be like the older girls. But then I was like, well, this is the pledge class I want. This is the like letters. And I, and I chose it out of probably vain reasons. And there were so many days I was like, I wonder what would have been like, and you can't live your life that way. You can't be yeah. like, oh, what would have been? was a coyote you know but um then I had the opportunity but I chose based off like reputation and like who was hot and I there were days I felt very lonely in that and also I felt very like you know in a sea of people and granted God led me to the people I was supposed to be like where I was supposed to be like yeah you're not powerful enough to mess up God's plan like you know like if you choose you never this is just thing is the wrong sorority but there is the wrong mindset of like if you're going to be in a chapter because you think they're cool then you might miss out on real genuine friendships. And there were times when I did, and I had to reframe that mindset in order to have those real genuine friendships. And a lot of them were in the sorority that God led me to, which mm. I did out of sin, but it all ended up being like, great. And there were so many things I did love about it, you know? Um, and there was one sorority who was like, kind of like, you know, this is the competitor, you know? And like, like uh, it's so dumb when you like- We can like laugh about it now, but it's so real when you're in it. Oh my gosh. The worst thing is it's actually the most hilarious story. It's in one of my books, but 
So literally after like bid day, like it is like mid semester. And I'm like, you know, I'm so obsessed with my sorority. Like we have our songs, like Python, Mrs. Python kiss the sweetest on the mall. Like send for this other closet where they want to date the studs. Okay. And I said, Kappa Sigs. Okay. Cause they're like Kappa Sigmas. And I was like, they're the studs. Every like, and this was on my friend's Snapchat story. Every Kappa Kappa Gamma thought I said Kappa sucks. Like it was like Kappa sucks, Kappa sucks. Like, and so I go back to my dorm and there was a letter on my dorm, like Kappa six or Kappa sucks. Like we know who you are. You, it was a like mean girl moment. It was like, you B word. I was like, I have hate mail. <laughs> this is like completely a miscommunication. Um, but then what happened after that is I ended up, I really did. I was not talking bad about that sorority, but then I was so mad about that note. You know what happened? I did talk bad. And then I look back and like, mm. I didn't hear anything, right? Like, so then I was like, losers, you hurt my feelings. Like, and then I was mm. out of my own insecurity of thinking they all hated me. I wasn't kind when I talked about them behind their back. So it's like, they've created, you know, like if you allow yourself to be focused on, you know, those dumb things or even, you know, other people's thoughts of you, like I couldn't handle the way they heard it, but I did, I could handle the way I reacted and I didn't react the best way, you know? Mm. So I look back and I'm like, I mean, it's a really funny story now that me and my friends still laugh at. Like, oh, like I, I swear. And I bet there's some girl today still like, I know she said Kappa sucks. Like, you know? Yeah. But it's so, it's so trivial. And I can look back and realize that, uh, I regret getting involved in like the hierarchy, like who's better, like competitiveness, because if you're competitive with other sororities and you're competing against your own teammates, because at the end of the day, like they're all young women who are in this world, in your college, like trying to be better, find community. Like you don't need to compete against your teammates. And so don't try to be the best chapter. Like just try to be the best person, child of God and be inclusive and loving more than just your sorority. And that's when you'll also leave a good legacy in your sorority. And yes, a hundred percent. I'm so glad you said that. Like we win together when we all are growing toward the person, a better version of ourselves, right? Like we don't win when we get into the chapter that we wanted, but our friends don't and are heartbroken, right? Like we're all on the same team. We're all trying to accomplish the same kinds of things. And so if we are so like self-focused and absorbed that we can't see that how we're growing together is impacting us too, then we are like totally missing the point. That comparison piece, I think, is so heightened in sorority recruitment, but is like kind of downplayed or like we almost pretend that it doesn't exist the rest of the year because we don't want to like give kind of like you're talking about with that whole Kappa Pi Phi like mm-hmm. drama and competition. Like we don't want to like give life to it so we don't talk about it, but it's totally there, right? Like we want to be a part of the best chapter. We want to feel like we're like better in some capacity. Do you have any advice for our sisters before they go through recruitment about how to get really confident with who they are and how to like combat comparison with their teammates throughout the recruitment process and eventually like create that culture within their chapter of being super confident in their sisterhood and not like giving into the need to try to be better than others? Well, I think anytime a thought comes into your mind of like jealousy, like I think there's a verse in Proverbs and even if you're not like a Christian, I think it's really good. It says like anger and wrath are horrible, but like jealousy is even worse. And so jealousy is like the root of so much division in our world, even if you have it internalized and realize it was jealousy. And so um, I know for me personally, I have to like, anytime a thought comes like, oh, why did she like knock it? 
cut the nut sorority, but I did. I think I'm prettier than her. I need to like give that to God, like release that and also confess that sin to like not only my like my God, but even like when it comes to like someone that's hopefully a mentor older than you and be like, I don't know, this this sorority recruitment is making me think things that are not kind about other people. You don't have to like give light to what you thought, but like at least admitting like I'm for some reason saying things that don't make me proud of myself, like don't sound Mm. like me, you know? Um, cause when you're confessing that and like your heart struggle with that, that's when actually truth can come in because like the lies you believe in jealousy, like can't enter your heart whenever, or like truth can't enter your heart when jealousy is there. It's like oil and water. Like they don't mix well. And so, um, releasing that and releasing the jealousy and reminding yourself that like the enemy is going to want everyone to be jealous of everyone, because that's the way that no one gets to see their blessings and no one gets to see God's best. And so if he just keeps you from looking, like keep looking at left and right about what everyone else is getting, you're going to miss out on the blessings in front of you. And so, um, look for the blessings, not for what you don't have. And I think encouraging one another and getting to know people besides like the basic small talk conversations like even when you know a girl got cut from a sorority that you think you want like still ask her to lunch during that week while it's recruitment week and while like you still get a chance to get to know everyone like yeah don't just friends that get you something in return like mm. i think that's the issue like, well, i'm trying to become friends with people who are going to be my chapter but like invite them to lunch like you'll never regret inviting someone you know um and talk about things during rush week that aren't sororities. Cause you're going to be talking about sororities all day. The last thing you want to do is spend like your three hours of like free time being like, so who do you think? Like, that's just going to cause more insecurity. So I don't care if it's about Chase Stokes and Kelsey Ballerini, like find something else to talk about, you know, because if you just bring light to that constantly, not light, but if you bring power to that, then yep. you're going to give the Holy Spirit no power in those conversations. You're giving no love and it's all going to be about that. And you'll look back and be like, that was such a cool opportunity to meet so many young women at my school yet all I was doing was looking for who was going to be like a Delta Zeta you know well and to your point there are so many more friends that you will have in your college experience than those exclusive to your sorority and what a cool way to like start practicing what it looks like to be like four other women as an active member of your sorority by doing that before you even have a bid, right? You're all still on the same like level playing field throughout recruitment. You don't know where home is going to be. So why not take that opportunity regardless of who, what chapters are on each sister's or future sister's list to just like be a part of this bigger panelonic sisterhood throughout that process. Jealousy is such a hard thing to get over. And I'm so thankful for your like couple pieces of advice on that, especially just like having different kinds of conversations throughout the recruitment experience, because your mom's going to call and want to know how the day went. And then if you're dating someone, like they're going to want an update and then you're going to go home to your roommates and I'll talk about it. So this is going to be a nice little like reprieve of like all this what feels like drama and it also gives less life to the quote-unquote drama of sorority recruitment when you choose instead to talk about pop culture or your new roommate and how you're adjusting to this new college town or Chase Stokes and Kelsey Ballerina who I'm like loving her music so that's a great thing to talk about right so I I think that's such an easy way to just like cut jealousy down is by just like changing the topic right and instead of that whole conversation wondering like one-upping one another with this other potential new member instead you're like actually finding like a point of commonality something that you have in common a shared hobby or interest that's really good I'm curious too on yeah, the other side of- even have that. no sorry no it wasn't that good <laughs> are you sure <laughs> you got it. 
Yeah, I'm sure it wasn't that good. It was just gonna. I, <laughs> I was just gonna say, like along those lines, I think sometimes we experience a lot of negative emotions around like jealousy, um, because we like don't end up getting the chapter that maybe like we wanted the most, right? And so we were like jealous of other women because of that uh, disparity of like, like you said, you like really want to be a member of this chapter. That can be kind of hard if you get dropped from that chapter, but another girl that you've gotten close with in the process does. What advice do you have for women to like process through some like difficult emotions throughout the process of rejection? Or like, hopefully we're able to look at it as redirection, but what advice do you have in like, to celebrate your friends who are like, having good news back and also like grieve opportunities that don't no longer exist for them. I think it is so humble and so great for friendships when you can have a mature conversation and you can say, Hey, I'm so happy for you. I'm going to be really honest. Like right now, like I feel very insecure and not like myself because I got cut from whatever, like, can we like, can I, I'm going to walk away and go on a walk and talk to my mom or just get some fresh air. But like, I want you to know, I'm so happy for you. Um, I know that this is so cool that they like brought you back. I'm just struggling with this. And so if you could just be like graceful with me there. And it sounds so like, ew, because I think we've been taught like, oh, it's so pathetic to like admit that, you know, we're just like, I want to be the Alex Earl or like the little like Bama girl who everyone wants me, but that's, that may not be your story. And there's something so humbling about a friendship where you can be like, Hey, like, even if you just met, if it's your new roommate, be like, Hey, I am, and even start with the comment, I am so happy for you. It is no question to me why they would want you back. Like you are so great. You have so much together. This is a hard place for me right now. And if you could just give me grace, that would be so kind. And I think I I would look back and if anyone would have done that to me, I would have been like, oh my gosh, duh. And that is so kind that you even are still admitting that you're happy for me. And so don't be humble enough to admit um, that you're broken and that you're human and that you cared, you know, and mm-hmm. it doesn't make you pathetic. And if anyone twists your words and it's like, she's going through a hard time, we all, you know, then they're learning. And now, you know, their true colors going into the yeah. school year, you know, what a great practice to like get in the habit of before you're in a sorority. Right. And like, there's more points of like jealousy in competition. If it's, you're like, trying to be a fraternity sweetheart or trying to get elected into a leadership position. Like there, there will be more moments like this that happen where there aren't enough opportunities for all of you to have, to move forward in a different kind of process. And not only like in the lens of sorority, but that's such a good skill for life, right? Like when, even if you're not applying to the same job, like post-grad you and your, one of your best friends from your sorority are both applying to jobs and one is moving forward in her process while you're still like aimlessly waiting. I mean, same thing goes with the relationships. Like I'm in a season right now where a lot of my friends are like getting engaged or getting married or getting pregnant. And I am like running a business. And when you're in different life seasons too, like that's a great opportunity to be like, Hey, I just need to be honest with you about where my heart is at because I care about you as a friend and I want to invest in this relationship but I need to like work on myself first, but it's not a lack of support, love or excitement for you. It's just something I need to do for myself. And what a mature response to something that's really difficult. Yeah. And I have friends struggling who've struggled, who are married, which that's not me, but who are struggling with infertility and some of their friends have babies and they have, they can't go to baby showers right now. And they tell Mm -hmm. their friends, I'm so happy for you, but like, I don't know if I can be there, but I want you Mm -hmm. to know, like, 
I'm happy for you because it's not a good place for me. So if there's ever any room that you need to exclude, like, you know, walk away from, that also doesn't make you a bad guy. If you have that mature conversation, if you explain where your heart is and say, hey, I am so happy that you are getting a sorority, but like, I probably can't get lunch with you right now because it's not going to bring up my best like feelings. But can we please talk after recruitment week? Cause I care about our friendship. Like that is something that it protects your heart and it gives that other person grace and the freedom to be able to not feel like the villain when they, sh- they're not the villain, you know? And I think that's also yeah. important. Don't villainize someone just because their life is going differently. Um, And remember, it's a broken process. At the end of the day, it's God's creation's creation and it's not God's creation. So it was never good. Like God never said this was good. And so it's, you're going to fall through the cracks. And if you do, it's because of just like a broken process. There was a girl I remember who was even like, she was one of our top rushies and I met her recently and I remember the name and it was like, they clicked on the wrong name and like this girl mm-hmm. got cut and like, and, you know, she was like, and I was like, oh my gosh, I remember when you get cut. And it was one of those things that she was like, I remember everyone saying that, but you don't even believe that. There's so many things that can happen that aren't even like the girl who picked you up didn't like you, you know? And so, or personal just, at all. Yeah. And they don't even know you. So why are you upset if someone who doesn't even know you besides what major you are and where you're from, like, doesn't want you? And you don't want to be friends with anyone who isn't, doesn't want to be friends with you. So it's like, if they cut you, it makes it easier. Like, you're like, oh, mm. you know, it's not that deep. It doesn't mean they don't want to be friends with me. But if they don't want me, I'm not going to sit there and beg. Like, there's probably another group that would. And if yeah. not, there's another club, there's another activity, there's a church. And so respecting that. It's not that deep. <laughs> It's not that deep, but I also love your sentiment of like, I understand why you care. Like, it's okay to care about these things. And it's okay to like hold both at the same time of like, hey, if hard things happen, like it's okay to feel deeply about that. But just keep in mind that it's not that deep. If you could go back, go ahead. No, that was, that's exactly what I mean. Yeah. And that's all I was saying. (laughs) <laughs> it's a, they're like connection sometimes like has like a second I know, of lag. I'm the worst I'm the worst at this sorry what were you saying I was just gonna ask if you could go back to your like 18 year old self and talk to her before she went through Baylor Paleonic recruitment what is like one piece of advice that you would give her that hopefully will resonate with our audience as we wrap up this episode be I stop only trying to be friends with people who are going to be hopefully in your sorority I would size people up and be like do you think they're going to be my sorority like then we'll be best friends forever and I regret that so much I regret Mm. talking crap about the competitor like I regret it so much it's almost so embarrassing and cringy when I think about like how I don't know um and I would tell myself like go to the people who you think are going to make you better not people who are going to make you more popular you know and I think that is even though once again I love the story I went to and I'm so glad I did because God worked but I think my mindset wasn't always great and so don't seek popularity seek being better because like you're joining a sorority to meet people who will hopefully like refine you and not like your letters don't define you but the people around you will refine you and make you sharper make you wiser um and also I don't know this is this is my this is just like a straight up big sister advice how you go out after pledging, like after that's done, even though like there's so much grace after like the party scene, et cetera, people are sinful and they'll hold you to that reputation of that first semester, you know, or that like first you get chance. And so like, you're so excited to be in college and being a sorority and go out and go to parties. Uh, but please be so careful and not only for like, you know, be careful for your health, be careful for like, you know, I got an MIP, like it wasn't fun. Like, you know, uh, safety. Yeah. 
be careful because even though like God gives you grace and there's forgiveness in college, like in reputation is not who you are. It does not define you, but it is so important to have a good first semester and not black out if you can't like, you know, to try to avoid that ahead of time and be smart because there will be people and it's their sins. You don't have to explain yourself to their sin, but who carry that reputation with you. And I just wish someone would have told me like, Hey, like that, you can then give up alcohol as a sophomore, junior, but if you had a crazy one semester, that freshman year right after you joined a sorority, that's when people are looking for the freshman. And they're like, and guys mm. don't have good intentions. People are ready to talk crap, like who's crazy. And so I just wish someone would have told me like, don't go cra- and look out for your sisters. Look out for the people yep. who aren't your sisters. Look out for people in the bar at that point, because after a week of rushing, you want to just go crazy after pledging and stuff. But yeah, that's just what I wish. I mean, honestly. <laughs> And I think even though it doesn't define you, like even though like individual decisions don't define you, they sometimes like do follow you, like even though it doesn't define you. And I think it would just, what great big sister advice. Like, I'm so thankful that you like chose to be like so honest and real and like unfiltered and be like, this is what I wish I knew because I, you don't need to carry this if you don't have to. And I like, you can save yourself from having to carry that if you listen to this episode and maybe like keep that in mind as you like have like do have fun but like be safe be careful and care for your sisters like elevate them and I would even encourage PNMs listening like be the kind of sister that like you're looking for like if you want your sisters to refine you be the kind of sister that can refine others like be that person who can like elevate the people around you even from a young age, like even as a new member to be better, um, and be a sister that makes other sisters better. So I love that, that advice of like, look for the chapter. Who's going to make you better, not more popular because women are attracted to other women, especially in friendships that elevate others. Like not that like totally look in on themselves and are like looking for like their popularity, their reputation, but are like interested in others well-being like I love the phrase like be more interested than you are interesting and Mm. I think that's like a great way to do that is like looking for an organization that's going to make you better and more loving and more graceful and more patient and more equipped for life after college not one that's going to like elevate your reputation in college which is so fleeting so for, and people start realizing by sophomore year, junior year, that's so stupid. Like, I think that freshman year hype, you're like, oh, what sorority are you in? But then by junior year, you're like, that's so silly. Like, so, so beat silly. everyone to the punch. You the more mature one. Remember, it's literally just some letters on a t-shirt. Like, yeah. Beat everyone to the punch. I love it. Everyone will come anything, to that. Is there anything you wish you knew? Oh, you that's a good question. Ah. I think I wish I would have known that it was all going to work out. Like you're going to end up where you're supposed to. My recruitment story ended really differently. I did not, um, I didn't have like a top choice going into recruitment, but I had a lot of my like options taken away from me after round two. And so it was less about like, oh, I didn't get my top house. It was more like, man, I didn't really get as much autonomy in this process as I would have wanted. And I just remember like walking home from preference so sad because I'd only been invited back to one chapter 
And so I knew I was either going to be a member of that chapter on bid day or I wasn't going to be in a sorority. And I just remember thinking like so low about myself as someone who came into the recruitment process, like so excited and like bright eyed, bushy tailed, you know, like naive and like no preconceived notions about any chapter. And I just remember walking home so sad and it was all okay. You know, like literally the next day on bid day, I remember sitting around this pool because it was August in Arizona. And I remember the current chapter president at the time, like all the seniors were sharing like things that they saw in our new member class and why they were so excited. And I remember the, cha the chapter president saying like, I know that we just recruited our next chapter president. And it ended up being me. Like it, it ended up wow. being me that oh. next year. I feel too. That's so, oh. and I knew it. Like I knew in that moment that that's why I was supposed to be in that organization. And so I wish if I could go back and talk to 18 year old Cass, I would just say like, hey girl, keep your chin up. Like you're going to use this story. The story isn't going to be wasted. You're going to end up talking and sharing the story with like tens of thousands of potential new members throughout your career. And that's a gift. So I'm so thankful. So, so thankful um, for my story, but I wish that I would have known then that it was all going to work out. Yeah. And even be better than you thought it would be even better than you. You probably, when you're rushing, didn't even think you'd end up being president. Like, you know, you're like, no. I'm to get like it was better yeah. than you thought, you know, totally. like, I wasn't sure I was going to meet my bridesmaids, you know, like, and so it's cool. And I wouldn't have known them until the second semester, like that or a sophomore year or sometimes. So totally even in your freshman year, you know, meet them on bid today, but you never know who will come out of the woodworks. Yeah. That's so good. Well, Grace, thank you so much for being on the Your Story Journey podcast today. I can't wait for our future sisters um, to learn from you and just grow from your story and your experience. Where can people stay connected with you and continue learning more um, and just being like encouraged longer throughout their sorority journey um, and beyond college? Yeah, that's so kind. Well, I'm thankful to just to be able to listen to this podcast and everything you're doing. So it's really cool, Cass, like just what you're doing and how you're, you know, you have a heart for a certain group of girls and you're going for it. So I just want to say I respect you a lot. But yeah, y'all can follow me on at the Grace Valentine on Instagram. My website is gracevalentine.org. Um, if you need a speaker for anything, you can go to manage email at management at gracevalentine.org. But yeah, and you can find all my books on anywhere where books are sold, but in my Instagram bio at the Grace Valentine, you can find all the links to all the books. So sweet. Thanks so much, Grace. However you listen, whether on your walk to class or drive to work during your workout or just while you're getting ready in the morning, thank you for tuning in to the Your Story Journey podcast today. If you resonated with this episode in any way, it would mean the world if you would tell a friend about it. Either share this episode to your Instagram story, throw the link to listen in your chapter or executive council group chat, or write a review on Apple Podcasts so more sisters can find guidance on their sorority journey just like you did. As always, sister, we are here for you and can't wait to chat again next week.